This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by AdMall, Sales Fuel's sales intelligence program for media and agencies that help sales teams sell smarter. Learn more about AdMall at AdMall.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Manage Smarter Podcast. I am Audrey Strong, Director of Communications for Sales Fuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the President and CEO of Sales Fuel. And Leah Woodford is at the table today. Leah, good morning. How are you? Great. Good morning to see you both. Yeah, you are so dynamic. Uh, everyone, Leah is the chief executive officer and the founder of SmartFem.com and SmartFem TV. And you created this as a result of your years as a publicist, a columnist, radio TV personality. But you also have experience as a business consultant and an entrepreneur, right? I do. I yeah. do. And on top of that, everybody, like she has more hours in the day than I, than I do, I think. You are also the author of Lead, Share, Empower, My Strategies for Success in Life and Business. Her passion is connecting people. You, you really are a super connector. That's the term that I've kind of used over the years. Oh, well, thank and, you. Yeah. And Leah says, social media is the new cold calling card. I can't wait to hear what you mean by that. So welcome. <laughs> thank so, you. How should managers use social media for cold calls? How does that work? Well, let me tell you, first of all, um, I've been in sales for years. Um, because if you didn't know, um, being a TV personality and stuff and being a single mom for years, there's no money in it. So I got into sales. Right. And I was schlepping copiers in 110 degrees oh, wow. and heels in my little Allie McBeal suits. So when Facebook came out in 2008, I was an early adopter. Ah, uh, okay. Wow. So, um, so yeah, great, great expound on that then because obviously sales is something near and dear to my heart. And right. we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in a moment about how managers use sales for them for, or use uh, social media for non-sales. But I wanted to say, drill down on that topic a little bit to try to understand um, what do you mean when you say social media is the new cold call? Well, pretty much everybody's online, even grandma's online. I mean, and they all have a Facebook account, an Instagram, a Twitter. What I like about it, it allows people to kind of get a little snapshot and view. Uh, they kind of think they know you and maybe like you and possibly want to do business with you. And it's just a smarter way to manage your time. I don't know about you guys, but I have no interest in knocking on doors and having them slammed in my face or pounding the phones like I used to. Yeah, yeah I mean, salespeople are cultures, uh, are creatures of, uh, you know, we're, we're seeking approval, you know, and, and so we're willing, but at the same point in time, we get the door slammed in our face a lot and we're willing to build up a tolerance for rejection because that approval feels so good once we get it, right? right. It's like so... For me, then it's like you know, when I look at your social media, for example, I look at your your LinkedIn and some of the other things. I see, okay, we're both members of the American Advertising Federation because it's like we we believe in uh, in, in furthering that industry. Obviously, uh, we're both Schnauzer owners. I mean, so we immediately start off with with a couple things, you know, that that we immediately like to talk about, and we and, and we both believe in in, in FEMA and uh, advancing. Uh, females in the, in the business world. So there's three things immediately right off the bat that we have in common that we can talk about. And I think that's part of the beauty of, of the social media. I think so too. I think that um, 
people get a, a, a little snapshot of your life, you know, like automatically we bonded over schnauzers, mm -hmm. you know, um, advertising, let's face it, it's, it's harder to do, you know, it's challenging now, you know, they're, um, 33 million people are cutting cable. So where are they going to be? They're going to be on social media. So uh, what are the, your tips and best practices for building out your, your network, even if you're just looking for mentoring and peer-to-peer, -peer, you know, learning situations? Um, you know, I've, I've kind of been told of when I started working in public relations, like, the only place you should ever contact somebody for business is LinkedIn, not Facebook, not Twitter. Um, and it seems like the lines are blurring a little Whatever bit more and more. What do you think, Leah? I really think, uh, remember, hence, it's social, you yeah. know, um, and I think a lot of people go right into pitch zone. Don't do mm. that. You know, build, uh, what I love about social media, it, it allows you to have conversations and get to know people, and it has to be a mutually beneficial relationship, and I think so many people just, the minute they connect, they start pitching, and you, you got to stop that, and the other thing is, it's not about you. You know, quit being the Kim Kardashian, you know, and doing all the selfies and start, you know, start um, networking and building other people. When you help other people, it always comes back to you. Yeah, and for me, the thing, one of my pet peeves, and I know a lot of people share this opinion, is like when we get a LinkedIn re request then from a salesperson, or whatever, and it looks interesting, so we accept it, and immediately we get their pitch, and like that, boom, okay, you're blocked, you're out of here. It's like, I'm not yeah. even going to consider you because... You know, you're not interested in me as a person. You're only interested in me because of my wallet. And that's not how I want to have my relationships on social media, number one. And number two is like, you know, could, could you maybe provide me with a little bit of value first? Maybe send me a, an in-mail or something like that with, you know, some useful information that would help me with my business or something, you know, something you heard about my business or something you saw about my business that you liked, something like that, that makes me feel like, you know, you actually care about me as a person. You care about my business and my well-being before you actually request that LinkedIn request. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, people just... For, it's just like networking. Have you ever gone to the networking thing and, and sure. people are just shoving business cards yes. in your face? It really is the same thing. They're just throwing up all over you through social media and you have to delete those people. Um, yeah. I don't want them getting near my people. So delete, 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 delete. So how do you do it when you do, when you reach out to somebody then on LinkedIn, as you typically do, I mean, and, and you don't know them and they don't know you, how do you do it? I just ask them, you know, hey, I, I, I actually read their perf profile. Yeah. They start there. <laughs> Find out a little bit about the person that you're contacting. Are they a fit? Aren't they a fit? And are they somebody that you want to know and start building the relationship and, you know, before you start pitching? Is there... Um... I've seen people do this as well, but it's more work. It's twice the work is I kind of like to think of my Facebook as my personal kind of territory and LinkedIn as my professional territory. But some people have two, have a business profile on Facebook separate from their personal Facebook. And then you make your business one public and your uh, Facebook me, personal one private, you know, like they split yeah, off. I, I'm just going to say there's no such thing as private. No, that's, you know, that's true. and I, you know, I have a business page and you can't make any money. You have to boost. I'm just going to tell you it's on social media. You want to go where the food is. 
Right now, we are focusing on Facebook groups. And the reason, the reason I like the group, building your own platform, first of all, we do conferences, but, but, the, but the second thing is um, Facebook can monetize it. And if Facebook can monetize it, your people are going to see it. If there is engagement in your group, and that's where they're putting all their algorithms. And I know from our, you know, our smart femme entrepreneur group, you know, a lot of people are, are making sales and building relationships. And, you know, the money is happening because the relationships are built. And anybody that just goes in pitching, they're 86. Mm -hmm. you know? So you're really creating a dialogue that's meaningful. I have to, because these, you know, um, I really believe that my readers and my viewers and even my social media followers, you know, they trust me to vet the people in my group. And I do. And I have several, several other strategic partners that help me. And I'm not an expert on everything. I kind of stay in my lane, you know, and I bring in other people who can, who are better experts than I am. And then we just monitor anybody that is not following our protocol. We 86 them. But, I was going to say, anybody wants to join the group, it's called Smart Femme Entrepreneur Network, just so that Yes, it is. And it's for entrepreneurs, speakers, and book authors. Because when I wrote my first book, I realized how much I didn't know about the industry. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to create something so I can actually learn and share because there's a lot of snake oil salesmen in the mm -hmm. book and speaking industry. That's, yeah. that's for sure. So what, uh, what social networks would you say you know, maybe might be a waste of time for some people. Like if you're, if, particularly if you're pitching to businesses. Um, you know, it, it really kind of depends on your product or service because the demographics vary so much. I, I, I would say for business LinkedIn, but get the professional edition. It, it, it's really robust, mm -hmm. but um, never, ever, ever count Mark Zuckerberg out. You know, this is a guy who now you can do a Facebook live and you can bring people in, you know, he bought Instagram. I, you know, I just don't bet against the big guys mm -hmm. because this, this is a kid who made his first million at 13, you know, mm. and, and he will buy the competition out and let's face it. Um, they say that millennials are not on Facebook. I lead a whole team of them. I can tell you they are mm -hmm. They're just different. They're definitely on Instagram for sure. They yeah. totally are on Instagram. Which Do you is have an opinion Facebook. on Snapchat? Because I've been on that and I've seen quite, a, there's a lot of ways you can sell through Snapchat. The problem is, is that there's really no record of the. Snapchat isn't a good fit for a lot of businesses unless you're in yeah. team between clothing. You know, yeah. um, it's a very, very, very niche bra, uh, market. And I, I, I say that you really kind of have to know your market before you um, before you really go into it. But the good news is there's a lot of um, statistics out there. So that's the sales angle. So how can a manager then use social media then to better manage their staff or uh, or, or lead their staff and, and, and or just learn more about them? You know, it's it, I'm glad you asked that. I just um, Keller Williams is one of my advertising clients but they brought me in to teach their salespeople how to create a, per, um, a persona online so that people feel, they don't feel like they're gonna be jumped all over and how they could build relationships online. Because let's face it, if somebody likes who you are and what you have to say, 
and then their friends see you, they're, gonna, they're more apt to recommend you. But what I did was I teach them about why people follow certain people, why are they influential, and how you can incorporate that into your own social media. Because let's face it, despite the fact that Steve Jobs has been dead for a long time, he will forever be the face of Apple. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's your, your feeling then that uh, if your, uh, your direct reports then see you on social media, that they feel more connected to you, that they're more apt to like you, and therefore uh, might be uh, easier to lead? Is that, is that what you're thinking here? Well, you have to remember, we are in a multi-generational workforce right now. And you have to go, um, you, have to, you have to kind of lead where they are. And let's face it, the nine to five grind in the cubicle is pretty much gone. You know, yeah. I mean, I lead millennials and they show up in yoga pants, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you know, I'm sorry, but they're on this all the time. You know, they're yeah. texting and tweeting and you have to stay relevant. And, you know, it was so interesting because I, I did an interview with Alice Cooper. You know. Oh, I watched that. It was great. Thank you. I can't Thank believe that those two look amazing. They look so young. They've been married for what, 40 years? 40 years. Yeah. 40 years. God. But, but think about this guy. This guy is before my time. I'm 56. And he is still relevant. In fact, he's making more money than ever. Right. And that's because he knows how to relate on social media. Mm-hmm. And that's, you got to go where the food is. You have to go where the food is, and they're all on social media. And Alice Cooper's done that. He's got some restaurants there in Arizona where you're at, so he's been very successful with. Yes, talk about great licensing and branding. But, but that's it. When you have a really great brand, and you can put it on different social media platforms, I mean, think about this. Years ago, you and you know this, Audrey, people would pay tens of thousands of dollars to be able to get the kind of exposure they get now on social yes. media. Oh yeah. I mean, well, Periscope level- is a live shot, right? It's, it's a portable live shot. You can go it, live anywhere, anytime. You don't need a live truck anymore. You don't need a reporter. Well, mm-hmm. Facebook and Google have leveled the playing field for, mm-hmm. you know, the small business person. Now What's the it? challenge is how do you stand out? And that's why you really need to be good at your social media. Mm-hmm. So this, this might be a, a little bit of an offshoot, but what's Amazon's role in all this? Well, Amazon, I'm, I'm not sure what your question is. Well, I, I know that you're active now uh, with, the, with, with your smart femme and, and oh. Amazon and everything like that. So I'm kind of curious in uh, how Amazon plays into your social media. Amazon, well, first of all, I don't know if you know this or not. Um, I think I stated it earlier, 33 million people are cutting cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two people that have cable these days, and that's, you know, your Fox News junkies and, of course, your sports, your sports freaks. And now they are, they're creating what they call skinny cable, so you can kind of pick and choose a la carte. But the number one, two, one and two streaming platforms and their neck and neck are Roku and Amazon Prime. And that's why I chose to go there. Um, I went with Jeff with C-Suite and he was absolutely fabulous. And I got to tell you, being a postmodern feminist in Cowboy Town, Scottsdale, Arizona, mm-hmm. I got a lot of no's despite the fact that, you know, I had a huge pre- presence out here because I was here years, but they want to keep me doing dating and lifestyle, you know, stuff like that. And I, you know, my calling is much bigger. I had to fly all the way to New York 
to meet a South Dakota cowboy who would say yes. That was and, Jeff Hazlett, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then once we got there, um, all roads lead to Alice. Somebody saw my interview with Alice Cooper and they wanted to give me my own network on Roku. So I, of course I said, yes, I don't have enough content for 15 channels, but I'm working on it. Um, and then that opened the door to Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime, uh, the latest statistics that I got was one in three households have it in the US. Wow. And our show is now airing internationally on Amazon Prime. So that was why I wanted to go there because um, my goal, the conversations that women should be having should be more global conversations and not just here in the Western part of hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah. And fascinating. So you're going backing up the bus just a bit. The, what you're saying is your management style, if you're a manager and you're listening to this podcast, take the personal brand and they're in the workplace and incorporate it into your social media so that it's consistent. So whatever touch point your employees might see on any given day, you're consistent and they get you. And what, yeah, they have, you, you have content. to be approachable too. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the days of the guy in the corner office who's unaccessible are over. If you don't have an open door policy, you won't have a company. I mean, we've seen that with Uber. I mean, look at all the mistakes some yeah. of the companies are making. And, you know, look at some of the iconic companies that have gone under because they, they didn't realize, first of all, you don't have, if you don't realize your customer, your consumer is changing, then you don't have a business. And I think that's a big problem. And the open door policy you speak of, I'm guessing that's metaphorical because when, when you have so many employees that are working remote, doesn't matter if your door, office door is open or not, they can't get there. So that's why you have to employ things like social media, emails, things like that, and, and instant chat and all that sort of thing be, to be accessible to them. Is that pretty much what you had in mind? I, I, I think so. And really kind of when you think about it, the younger generation guys, they were raised on phones. You know, you and I used to have to go to the library and research everything. Yep. These guys can whip out their phone and they're wicked fast and wicked smart. And, you know, they've been, they've been indoctrinated into 10 million messages all at once. So they're wired a little differently and they mm -hmm. process and they make snap decisions. So the social media allows you to kind of, um, it allows you to kind of build that relationship online, if if you will. Tell me a little bit more about SmartFem. What's that all about? And what's your what's your group all about? What's your mission? And uh, how do you how do you accomplish that? Okay. Well, um, I was a columnist and a TV correspondent for years. Um, in two thousand and nine, my then freshman at NAU called me after seeing one of my dating segments. Mom, you have to create something that's going to educate, inspire, and empower women. And I realized she was right because when I was in sales, despite the fact that I was a top producer, um, I, I got paid less. Hmm. It's still a reality. And I have a daughter and now I have a bonus daughter and I lead a bunch of millennials and it's got to stop. Despite the fact that we have laws, it really hasn't changed much and we haven't gone farther down the field. So um, it just, it really resonated with me. My daughter was horrified and embarrassed and she was 
raised by a single mom who worked all the time. I mean, I worked all the time. And even when I was at Little League or basketball or something, I can still be, remember being there, but I wasn't there, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Did I call that client? Did I close this? Did I send that proposal out? You know, because you're multitasking. So I was not a present parent. And I think that was a result of the fact that I never wanted my children to feel less than, you know, the two parent party. So I worked twice as hard and she saw that. So she kind of called me out on it. So I started mm -hmm. the online magazine because I didn't have a face in 2011 as a result of cancer. And it would be a year putting me back together again and 12 surgeons and multi-surgeries. So I never planned on going back on camera but then uh, Google acquired YouTube and then everything was all about video. And although I called some of my old producers and my cameraman, I couldn't get what I wanted. So I went back to film school in 2014 because I feel that smart femme needs to be a catalyst for conversations that we aren't having that we should be having. I really enjoy the show prep for the show. Just watching your segments. Everybody go to smartfem.com and watch Leah on there. All types of different topics and guests and a lot of really great content and food for thought. And then your Twitter handle is smartfem magazine, right? Without the E, without the yep. E. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. Yes. And then smartfem entrepreneur network is the Facebook group. So Ooh, I hope you guys join in that. We have some. I'm going, I would love to. People. Oh, sure. We have some amazing people in that and um, that, you know, that's where the food's going with Facebook. They're putting all the, you know, the algorithms into that because they can see engagement. Yeah. And if you're not an early adopter like Leah, become one because the, mm -hmm. the, the train is moving at light speed and she's on the front of the engine. You really are sort of moving your business where everything is going. And I think that that's admirable. Really great. We could all take a key. It's exhausting. From you. I bet, yeah. <laughs> I as know, soon as you figure it out, they change it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my, I, have a, I have one last question sure. for, for Leah, which is, uh, yeah, we talk about social media, and there's, but a lot of learning that takes place through social learning. And they pretty much, in this case, watch the manager then for the, the behavior that they model, you know, to kind of see if that's the kind of behavior then that they should be emulating themselves. And so they learn by watching. And I'm kind of curious then, so when your daughter called you out in 2011, and now we're fast forwarding seven, eight years later, something like that, uh, is she a hard worker just like you were? I mean, is she, uh, I mean, is she, is she pretty much, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess what lessons did she pick up by watching a mom who, who really busted her ass and, and to really make something of herself and be successful and everything like that? Is she uh, emulating some of that behavior now? Um, yes, but in her own way. She is working on her master's and she's a special ed teacher. Mm. And Fantastic. she cries a lot. You know, she's had her heart ripped out many times, but, and I just, I said, Lauren, there's no money in that. She goes, mom, somebody needs to advocate for these kids. It's a special, that's a special position. And my children have benefited from special ed teachers and uh, IEPs and things of that nature. So I applaud the work that she's doing and, and I'm glad that she's doing it, even though there's the money is not really what it should be for that position, but uh, very valuable and very much appreciated. Yes, yes. All right. So which social media portal and channel would you like people to reach out to you through if they want to ask a question or connect with you? 
Yeah. You know what? I really would encourage them to go to the Smart Femme Entrepreneur Network, okay. our Facebook group page, because chances are, if I can't answer their question, I have some of the most amazing global experts in there. Sounds good. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. It was really great to hear some of these ideas. Fantastic. It was nice to meet a fellow Schnauzer lover. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you love what you guys are doing and rock on with C-Suite. All right. Awesome. And rock on with Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.